You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's Boomer and Geo on the Fan and the CBS Sports Network. And we're coming to you live from the Build Ford Tough Studio. Boomer Size and Greg Giannotti. It's Boomer and Geo on the Fan, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network. And wherever you are on the free Odyssey app, good Thursday morning. It was a wild day for the Jets yesterday. There was a report that Mike LaFleur had been fired. Then there was a report that said, no, he has not been fired. And then later on in the afternoon, you had the mutual parting of ways with the Jets and their offensive coordinator, Mike LaFleur. So where do they go from here? Clearly, it was unacceptable. The offense that they saw at the end of the season and the, the development of Zach Wilson had to do something else. But this creates another set of problems. I don't know if they're was the perfect answer for them because the continuity part is something that you'd like to have. However, you need a veteran presence in there and you can't be that freaking bad for that long offensively in the NFL in 2022. So, where do they go? It'll definitely be a veteran. We'll figure out who that is over the next couple of weeks. Good morning, Boomer. How are you? Oh, good morning, G. I'm doing well this morning as I got to sit down and watch an entire Nick game last night. And uh, it was good. It was good to watch uh, Jalen Brunson just completely control the game. And, uh, you know, he has actually scored 33 points per game in January. They've won five out of their last six. They bounced back after they lost to the Milwaukee and just, just watching, really, from start to finish, as opposed to checking in and just watching maybe the second half or whatever, I, I'm telling you, with the Knicks, you know, we hammered them for years and years and years about different players in here. It's been a revolving door with the coaching and the whole thing. And then we finally actually hit on somebody. And I know everybody who has watched every Knicks game that's a died-in-the-wool Knicks fan knows this. And I know that uh, Greg Popovich said this last week. The guy legitimately is a monster. He really, I mean, Jalen Brunson controls the whole thing. And he is, he's as good as advertised, and he's probably one of the best free agent signings we've ever had. And I know that doesn't mean anything to you because you don't really care. Well, no, I just was wondering what you thought about everything that I said leading up to Good Morning Boomer, and then you just ignored all of that to talk I, about I just, Jalen just, Brunson. I, yeah. So I was just waiting for a reaction to that. So I just right. thought you'd get this but, off but, your but, chest but, and then but, right. get to the Jets okay, stuff that happened but, yesterday. Right. So the Jets stuff that yeah. happened yesterday is not surprising to me. As I right. told you, changes were coming. Uh, it was just a matter of who was going to end up losing their job or parting ways with the organization. You know that. Notice how they parse those words. I don't think Rob Sala really wanted to fire his friend. I just think that his friend probably took some of the pressure off of Rob Sala and said, look, man, I can see the writing on the wall. I know what's going on out there. I can hear it. I see it. I can feel the pressure. Um, somebody has to end up going, moving, move on. And this is the reality of, of their business. So now the question is, who do the Jets turn to? And I, at this point, I, I'm not really sure. And all I know is that I don't know if this is going to be a guy that they hire that does not have any connection to Rob Sala. That would be like my buddy Frank Reich. You know, yeah. I see Twitter. I know what people are saying. They, they'd like, love to see Frank. I, you know, I don't know if Frank's even interested in this. He had a, 
head coaching uh, meeting yesterday with the, the Panthers. I think he's going to have a, a meeting lined up with the Houston Texans, and he may have a meeting lined up with the uh, Denver Broncos. I'm not sure. Uh, but the point being is that, you know, I know he wants to go through that process first. I, you know, the thing about hiring an offensive coordinator that does not have a, a connection to Rob Sala is that you, you automatically create a potential distrust between two people that are working together and your your maybe your second or third most important hire in this case your offense coordinator you'd like to know who he is that's one of the reasons why these guys tend up tend to hire a lot of friends and a lot of family is because they don't trust anybody it's just an, it's a just naturally inbred in all NFL teams coaching staffs everybody's paranoid everybody's insecure and now you got to go out and you got to find somebody and hopefully uh, Rob Sala and Joe Douglas have somebody in mind together that they will hire and will not create any friction within the building or any potential distrust and then find somebody who has a connection or maybe can build a connection with this young quarterback that looks like who they're going to be keeping. So none of this is shocking, but I do think that Michael Floor took the high road here. In other words, they, they didn't fire him. This is why it's the parting of the ways. Well, the uh, Jets took the high road, not Michael Floor. Listen, I'm telling you, he could have come out and trashed the Jets. Not not that. It's just that they could have come out and said, "We are firing this guy." Um, yeah, but, they didn't, yeah. but they didn't do that. Right. They're, the they're Jets took the high road. Mutually agree. Right. I think he did too. Yeah. I think I think he. Well, he doesn't want to sound like he got fired. I mean, for no, him, nobody that's does. Not, nobody does. Yeah, no, I, I could see him. I could, knowing what I know about him, I could see him going to the team and to Rob Sala. Look, let me let me end all this nonsense. I don't want to be sitting here wondering whether or not you still want me. I know the fan base doesn't want me, um, and I don't want to put this kind of pressure on you, Rob. You're my one of my best buddies, right? Which adds another layer of this. That's whole right. Thing. So I don't, you know, I, I'll 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 leave. You guys could fire me, whatever you want to call it, but let's just call it that we mutually agree. And you know, Mike is uh, got believe me, he's got plenty of contacts in the NFL. His his career will restart again next year somewhere else, maybe in Green Bay with his brother. Who knows? Maybe out with Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco. You never know. I mean, so he's going to be fine, but it's still nonetheless the day after. You know, nobody ever wants to get fired. Nobody wants to be the reason why things don't work out. And I'll tell you, when I sit here and I kind of defend. My buddy Frank and what happened to him in Indianapolis. I could say the same thing here about Michael Floor. I mean, they have four quarterbacks this year, three of them starting. Uh, it was a revolving door. They handled that the wrong way. And by the way, he's not the guy that handles that. Right. He's just the guy that is given, you know, the players now go go win a game. And you got three different quarterbacks, four if you count Strevel or that little half uh, or that that quarter against Jacksonville. But I, I just, it's impossible to to be able to be somewhat consistent. When you have so many moving parts around you, and unfortunately, a really good guy and a good coach lost his job. Yeah, what's interesting to me is the what goes into this decision-making process, thinking into the future. So on one hand, and I heard some Jets fans are really both sides of this. This seemed like a 50-50 split from the reaction I was seeing yesterday. But I saw some Jets fans that were saying... All right, if you're going to keep Zach Wilson and it sounds like that, now you're losing that continuity with him and he's got to learn a whole new offense. It wasn't Mike LaFleur's fault. You're firing a guy, you're making him a scapegoat, and now you're going to make it tougher if you keep Zach Wilson. That's one side. The other side is, how could you keep this guy when, if you're keeping Zach Wilson, these are the results that you had with him? True. Now you're going to bring those two guys back again when there's been not just a long history. It hasn't been a long history, but it's been a history of complete and utter ineptitude with the two of them. 
So I kind of agree with the second part of it, meaning that you need to, because I don't know if Zach Wilson's going to work out. I don't, I have no idea. And I don't even know if he's going to be on the roster. They say he is, but we're going to go through this offseason. We're going to see opportunities for them to bring in players we didn't even think about. And we'll see who the Jets quarterback is. To me, it was about bringing in that veteran offensive guy that they have been missing since the tragedy of Greg Knapp. Right. That's yeah. what it was about. And in order to do that, you had to get rid of the offensive coordinator because you're not going to get anybody worth anything who's going to be Mike LaFleur's assistant. And if you bring in somebody like Frank Reich, you got to give him the title of assistant head coach. You do. Because he's not going to come here to be Mike LaFleur's replacement. Are you kidding me? He's got to come here and he's got to have major influence in that building, which puts pressure on Rob Sala that could either go one way or the other. Yeah, that's that's the other problem with this. So, it's, you know, it's, again, it's it's trying to put together people who may not know each other, if it were Frank or anybody else. But you're putting people, people together that may not know each other, uh, never worked together. Uh, maybe they might have a mutual respect for each other, which would be key. But there could be somebody else in that Kyle Shanahan tree that is out there that may just come in here, just be a different voice, a different way of seeing things. But they keep the same offense, keep the same, you know, vocabulary, keep all of that together. Just but just somebody maybe a little bit older, a little bit better in terms of understanding what the how to get the best out of, out of Zach and how to get the best out of the offense, and you know, and preparing Zach per game on a per game basis. And I, I don't really know um, who that person is, whether it be, you know, was it Gary Kubiak or Clint Kubiak or whoever. Daryl Bevel is a name that's out there. Nathaniel right, so- Hackett with his Broncos disaster is a name that's out there. By the way, I am not bringing him in because if you're br- this guy that they hire has to be twofold. It has to not just be an offensive coordinator that gets the best out of Zach. It has to be someone who knows what the F they're doing. Yes. And the Jets don't have enough of those guys on this coaching staff. And it is played out that way right in front of our eyes. All right. Well, I mean, that, and that's, you know, we'll go through the process with them. We'll figure out who all the candidates are. But I just know, you know, it's, uh, it's not, a, it's, it's never a great day when somebody, especially a close friend, Oh, it's got to be miserable we've in that building here. right we, now. We've seen people get, yeah. you know, let go around here and stuff like that. People that we've worked with for, for a long time. People that, you know, uh, you, you want them to be able to stay, but for whatever reason, they're not here. And it's the same thing for them. And, and they know it. They live a nomadic lifestyle. And they all know that it's a results-oriented business. I think Michael Floor said that last week. And so it's not shocking, I'm sure, uh, to everybody over there in Florham Park. So now the question is, how do they turn this thing around? The other thing, too, is you got to hope that, you know, next year they can come back and they'll have some sort of, they won't have the health issues that they had on offense. I mean, they had a ton of health issues on offense. You know that, and I know that. We had, the, the, the offensive line, like, we're lauding Cincinnati going into their last, like, three games of the year. Their offensive line had stayed intact from week one to, like, week 15. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they lose their right tackle. Yeah. Now they lose it. It's the right guard, I think. Um, so the right side of the offensive line is now in a state of flux. Yeah, but they've got a guy who can handle it because he handled it last year and took him all the way to the Super Bowl with one of the worst offensive lines in football. Right. Jets don't have that guy. That's right. And he's getting rid of the ball in less than two and a half seconds all, all pretty much on everyone and has learned how to uh, you know, play the game like Tom Brady plays the game. If it ain't open downfield and you haven't gotten rid of it, then just drop it off and let somebody else go make a play. But, I, I, again, to go back to the Jets, they'll, uh, you know, this this will be... You know, really interesting to see who they hire. I would think that they're going to hire somebody in that space that somewhere along the line Rob Sala has had a connection to. 
just because that's the normal thing to do to hire somebody that you know has had success somewhere else running the same type of offense and that Rob Sala has a connection to. So there isn't that built-in distrust, especially like if you hire, and again, yeah. I don't know if this is going to happen, but if you hire a guy like Frank, you're right. He's not coming in. The amount of money he's making now, he's not coming in to take a you know a three hundred and fifty to five hundred thousand dollar offense, whatever the minimum is for offensive coordinator, without having a significant level of influence. You know what I mean? Of course. I mean that's exactly so, why I said it. I mean, there's no way he's Frank Reich isn't Mike Lafleur's replacement. And if he comes in, you got to give him the title, like I said, of assistant head coach, which creates other problems, but it's also something that. Maybe the Jets need, you know, and I understand that Rob Sala has to have a connection to the guy because we've seen stuff like that blow up in teams' faces before. No, like right here with the Jets, the Jets with Greg Williams. I mean, you know, and I know that you know Adam Gase wasn't a great head coach. We understand that, but when you got a, a you know Shankopotamus over there, Greg Williams is ready to <laughs> stab you in the back every single second. I mean, that's not a great environment to work in either, but. You know, I also, I, I, I'm sorry, I got to ask the question, but has Rob Sala earned, has he earned the right <laughs> to be able to be that influential in this hiring process? Because it's not like he is someone that we're looking at as a pillar of stability with the Jets organization you know as will, it is. I will say this. I, I, I will predict this. They have another losing record next year. He will not be here. Oh, of course not. He will not be yeah. here. I mean, you know, the futility when it comes to making the playoffs and having the longest route in the NFL up when it comes to making the playoffs, there's going to be a lot of pressure on this group to get it right this year. A lot of pressure. Yeah, I mean, and there's there's no doubt. And I think that Joe Douglas, too, depending on how this draft goes, but I think that that's going to be a conversation. I think I would keep Joe Douglas. I think he's made more good draft choices than not, and he's put this team in a position to succeed next year. But, yeah, of course. I mean, there's... Everything that we were talking about that was good about Rob Sala when they were there at seven and four, it, it's every, still there. It's all still there, it, right? It is all still there. But then all the bad things that we saw in the uh, last year kind of came to roost. Now there's reasons for that, but how many times have we talked about coaches who step up in those situations and then end up? showing you why they're a good coach. I mean, I'll even throw, even though not a lot of people believe he's a great coach, but at the time when Dak Prescott went down, the first before even Cooper Rush played a game, you said this is where Mike McCarthy could show Jerry Jones that he is the guy. Yes. That's that, right there. How many times do we have to talk about Kyle Shanahan? How about John, how about John Harbaugh? Right, John Harbaugh, another one. Like these quarterbacks going down left and right. So there's examples of teams that keep it together when those injuries are there, and the Jets didn't even come close to keeping you it know, together. I, I would actually say that Lovey Smith, even though he's not the head coach, he used to name more and he got fired. Uh, you know, he decided like the last month of the season, let's do a little bit of alternating with the quarterbacks and let's see what happens. Yeah, and it turned out to be a, a brilliant move for them. They lost the number one overall draft pick, but you know they started. They actually started moving the ball and started playing well and did different things with different, you know, with Jeff Driscoll and with Davis Mills, and somehow they made it work. And they were scoring touchdowns. At least they were scoring touchdowns. Well, that's right. That that's another example. I mean, I'm not saying that the Jets need to be the Texans, but how many times you turn on an NFL game and you're seeing an offense be better than the Jets? The Jets had the worst offense, hands down. This year, well, in the, the last, last month, yeah, in the last, last month. month, it was actually the worst we'd seen in twenty years. 
That's how bad it was. So for those who are talking about, you know, Mike LaFleur, is he a scapegoat, everything else? I mean, there are there are statistics here and examples of just, you know, the injuries aren't a good enough excuse. Uh, They're just not. I don't know. I mean, when, when your quarterback's playing with five broken ribs and you keep him out there and then you put him back out there when he can't go out there initially, then you put him back out there against Seattle. Again, the well, they man. messed up with the quarterback position. Again, I don't, I you know, I don't know. Should that have been, you know, Joe Flacco? Should that have been Zach Taylor? I mean, uh, Zach Wilson? I don't know. I, I just the, the 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 bottom line is their quarterback situation is it's a mess. It is an absolute mess, and I could I could make an argument that it may be the worst in the NFL if in fact Zach Wilson can come back and do something. Then you got to think about okay, now what what is our quarterback room going to look like next year? Yeah, and that's a question that I don't think anybody in that building even knows right now. I mean, they're talking a, a mean game about keeping Zach Wilson around, but we will see as the offseason goes on. But if you keep Zach Wilson around, are you bringing Mike White back? No, I told you yesterday that I would not. I would I would have another veteran quarterback for sure. I'd bring in somebody else, uh, but I don't think you can if you're keeping Zach Wilson. I, I If you're going to go in a different direction, I'd have Mike White as your backup for sure if Zach's not on the roster. But if you're committed to Zach Wilson... Having Mike White around is just you can't you just can't do it now with everything that went down. So then, so then the question is is who what veteran quarterback? Yeah. You know, and depends on what this a, a guy that you bring in here has got to be able to wrap his head around the fact that he is the backup player and the support player for Zach Wilson, and that the organization's got to say, look, and, I, and it's hard to do this with players because players want to play. I don't care what anybody says. You know, a guy that you know you would think. That could make sense if it, only if Zach Wilson is your unabashed starter as you get ready to start the season. Yeah, would be a guy like Andy Dalton. If you can convince Andy that look, you're the backup, you're the guy that's coming in here, and you're supporting Zach Wilson because Andy is not a you know his personality is such that he's a team guy all the way. He's team first all the way. It's not about him playing. Now, he may think after some success that he had with New Orleans that he still can be a starting quarterback in this league. I don't necessarily know that is that the type of thing that you want in here. But then again, like I said, he's a low-key, easy to get along with, great guy that everybody really likes on their team. And maybe he's the guy that comes in and helps Zach Wilson transition to being the player that they think that they have. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, Boomer and Geo on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Jerry Recco calling a Rutgers basketball game late night in Chicago last night. It means that CeeLo is with us today, the great Crystal Presti. CeeLo, good morning. What do you got over there, Good man? morning. Brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Also brought to you by H.L. Gross Jewelers. Shop H.L. Gross in Garden City or at hlgross.com. All right, yes, so what's sir. going on in here this morning? I mean, I see all these. You, know, you got your hockey ranger T-shirt on. Love that T-shirt, yeah. by the way. And you got your fish sticks jersey on. That's What's right. What's going on with the fish sticks jersey? Well, I will tell you the truth. All right. So I, uh, I got a that jersey. I got a. Uh, <laughs> I, I love the jersey. Al had his Islanders beanie on this morning. Yeah, what's going on? Everybody loves hockey. Around That's here. right. Um, so there was a shirt that Flag and Anthem sent me that I really liked, and I put it on a couple of months ago. Couldn't fit into it. So I was like, man, you know, when I lose a couple pounds, I want to wear this shirt. So I did. Just beginning of January, lost weight. I'm like, you know, I'm going to try this shirt on today. So like in the haze of like four o'clock in the morning, I put the shirt on. I'm like, yeah, this fits. This is fine. <laughs> so then I get here and I'm like, let me just check one more time. So I go into the bathroom mirror and I look like I've got a sausage casing on me, you know, <laughs> oh, like man boobs sticking out. Just horrible. Right. So I'm like, well, what do I do now? Like what? what? So I said, oh, that's right. I got this Islander jersey. So I'll throw the Islander jersey over the shirt and it'll be great. So that's that's the reason why I'm wearing it. Collar popping out. Yeah. This, is, this is the shirt. Underneath. I thought maybe tonight was the night. I know I heard recently you said the Islanders are hosting you soon. I thought that maybe is tonight for the are game against tonight? the Wild. I'm not going tonight. Right. I'm going Friday, January 27th. Oh, you are okay. against the Red Wings. Yep. Okay. So excited for You're that. Gonna wear that fish sticks jersey? I may. I yeah. may. I'll either wear this or the Clark Gillies jersey. This has my name on the back, which is a little strange. So I'll probably wear the Clark Gillies jersey. Out of respect for our Didn't buddy Didn't they Clark. get you a home blue with your name on it as well? Yes, but I had to give that away at a charity oh. event. Ah, oh, gotcha. Yeah. That's very nice. It's just fine. Did you sign it, I assume? I did, yes. Very, very yeah, sign it, give it away. It was the uh, Matt, no, not the Matt Martin. Well, it was the Matt Martin. It was the Matt Martin. Yeah, the yeah. Matt Martin uh, poker event. Poker event. Yeah, that's Beautiful. right. It's a good job out of you. Yeah. All right, CeeLo, what's going on in sports? All right, well, you covered Mike LaFleur quite a bit there in the open, as you'd expect, so I gather from what I heard from Boomer, you're not buying any of the narratives that have been put out there? That have what been are the narratives? Mutual, and that other teams were calling, and they I, had I a conversation with him. And yeah, well, I, I think there's no way that Rob Sal wanted to fire him. They're buddies. Right. So let's just take the pressure off, and maybe he goes to him and says, hey, you know what, if you really need me to go, I'll just go, and I, I have other opportunities, mm -hmm. and you know, I'll, I'll just jump on one of those and get out of here. So you expect him to be on a staff somewhere? Oh, yeah, 100%. Not yeah. as a coordinator, though? I don't, I don't know. Maybe, you know. Awesome. Never know. Look, if you take a look at all the guys that get fired, they all have something in common. What is their quarterback situation like? Bad. I mean, whether it be a head coach or an offensive coordinator, they'll have quarterback quandaries. Maybe the only one that didn't have that going into the season would have been Nathaniel Hackett with Russell Wilson. Mm. But that turned out to be a disaster. But the last two weeks under Jerry Rosberg and him changing the way that they do things out there, they got the best out of Russell Wilson. They did, and we'll see if that carries over next year and who they hire. I mean, that's going to be a huge deal. Um, and they've got the money to do it. That Walmart money, baby. And, you know, David Tepper has the money to do it down in Carolina. I just can't, I can't imagine, you know, like Sean Payton's out there playing everybody right now. 
And what's going on with the Rams? We still don't know what's going on with the Rams. I think I think that Sean McVay is going to be stepping away. We should be hearing something in the next couple of days. And if that guy steps away, then, you know, Cronky's got billions. He's another one that could go after Sean, uh, Sean Payton. But I don't know. I guess you'd take it because you're hoping that you got a healthy Matthew Stafford coming back. At least that's a starting point for you. Yeah, I mean, and where's Cooper Cup at with his health coming off of... Uh... You know, pretty significant injury. So I know you. Where does Odell Beckham Jr. sign this offseason? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I thought he was going to sign during the season. Wow, that didn't happen, did it? We'll get to him a little later in the morning as we've got the body cam footage and audio from him getting yanked off the plane in November. I don't know if either oh, of you have a chance I didn't to see, see this. That. No, no. Okay. Well, that, right. I guess was that a late night thing, Al? Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. So we'll filter through all that and bring you some of the particulars. And Boomer, I know you mentioned this yesterday with uh, the McVeigh situation with the other coaches being given permission to go elsewhere. You saw the offensive coordinator went back to Kentucky, right? Here we go. Yeah, it's starting, it's starting to unravel out there in, in so, L.A. Yeah, we'll see what happens. As far as the but Giants he might, go... He might, you know what? He may be doing this just to get let everybody get out of there and then start over with a new coaching staff. You never know. He may he, he could be that diabolical. What? Wow, that would be something else. That would else. be wild, yeah. Yeah, so he doesn't fire any of his guys and just leave. With a bad situation as far as draft picks and a cap situation and an aging roster. He's going to get rid of a gut their, gut their coaching staff? Could. You never huh. know. I mean, listen, he's, I've told you, this league eats themselves, man. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Sure. Day one of practice prep in the books for the Giants in advance of Sunday's wild card game against the Vikings. A little bit of a uh, new angle from the media with Brian Dable yesterday asked if his Giants are playing with house money as they head into these playoffs. Yeah, I'd say we're 0-0. It's a new season, so you know, we got to do a good job of preparing and practicing the right way to, to play our best on Sunday. He wasn't going to take that one. Obviously, these two teams met not long ago. What did Dable learn about Justin Jefferson first time around? That he's really good, but <laughs> we knew that going in. So, again, I, I said this before when we played him, there's not a lot of players, a lot of teams that can just stop him. And they certainly didn't in the second half of that first game. Jefferson, of course, had the key play to set up the game-winning field goal on Christmas Eve. Here's Daniel Jones prepping for the first playoff game of his NFL career. Will he be any more nervous than usual. You get excited, you get you know some nerves going into a game and yeah, I expect to, to have some of that for sure. I think, you know, we all do. Back to the defensive side, if they could somehow get a Dory Jackson back for this game, you would imagine that yeah. might be able to help. Limited yesterday, sounds like it's still up in the air. And the, yeah, the beat writers said that uh, Aziz Ojolari and Leonard Williams look like a go, but they're not as confident in a Dory Jackson at this point. They haven't ruled him out, but right. it felt it just felt like he's if, one, if someone's going to miss the game, it's going to be him. Now Xavier McKinney said he's going to be out there, but that seemed like maybe just trying to channel some positivity as you look ahead towards the weekend. So certainly a status to keep an eye on as we move forth with the injury report rest of the way. Speaking of injuries, the Dolphins did officially rule out Tua Bailoa for their playoff game with the Bills, prepping to start Scott. Tyler Thompson as Teddy Bridgewater is still uh, dealing with this pinky situation. So you went from nine and a half to 13 as far as so the this would be the, this would be the biggest upset of the weekend. Oh, no doubt about it. Is Skylar Thompson the worst quarterback to ever start an NFL playoff game? Probably not. He's a third string quarterback. That was thrust into action, not like a third string quarterback that like like Brock Purdy, who ended up being the backup, but yeah. like who thrust in and had success. We're talking about a third string quarterback who has ne- really not had any success. True. He's their third option. How oh, many shit. times does a third string quarterback start a playoff game? McCluffin is. McCluffin is. That's right. Matt, Matt, 
McGloin was in a playoff game? For Derek Carr. Was that game against in the Houston. Texans? In yeah. Houston, yes. That's right. Now, he was the backup, though. He was the backup. So I'll bring you again the third, yeah. the third option. McCluffinus is a good one, though, actually. Yeah. McCluffinus <laughs> probably was the answer prior to Skylar Thompson. We'll see how he plays. How did McCluffinus play in that game? It was against the Texans, who were also starting a backup. Oh. And it was just a terrible. Oh, it was a no. brutal game. Oh, yeah. It was the early no. game on a Saturday, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> McCluffinus. They would have it on ESPN Plus if that was an option at the time. <laughs> that kid, McCluffinus. I'm uh, reading that Tavares Jackson once started a playoff game for the Vikings. Yeah, he got. It was against the Eagles, right, in Minnesota. He got body slammed in that game. He threw a pick six, and then on the way back, and God rest his soul, he's passed away, yeah. Tavares Jackson. Yes, in a I car accident. Yeah, but he got body slammed on the way back from that pick six. It was it was just. But you know, so, why, you know why that happens though? That happens because these kids aren't on the field a lot. Yeah, and when they get out there on the field, they find themselves in positions that they can't even imagine how they got themselves in that situation. And by the way, Tavares Jackson, they, they drafted him. They wanted him to start. He was the starter. They ended up playing him for a majority of the season, and he was okay. So, like, my point is that, you know, that's who they wanted to start that game. The Dolphins don't want Skylar Thompson to start that game. And if the other two guys were healthy, they'd pick two guys over him. So, yes, Tavares Jackson wasn't any good, but... What about this other one, Vikings-related? Joe Webb started a playoff oh, game. Yes. yeah, that's a... You know what, you're right. That's a good one. Let that's me a just, good one. Before we get too far away really from McClutherness, by the way. Yeah. He was the backup and was going to play, but I guess was banged up. So he actually didn't play in that game against the Texans. They went to a rookie third stringer in that ball game, Connor Cook. So oh, McLaughlin is didn't play. The kid out of Michigan State. McLaughlin is. Wow, that's right. And yeah. Brock Osweiler was the quarterback that oh, day for the Texans. God. <laughs> All right, so I mean, listen, it's debatable. Here was Connor Cook's line, and I'll be quiet: eighteen of forty-five for one hundred and sixty-one yards, a touchdown, and three interceptions. Hey, at least he can say to his friends, "I completed eighteen passes out of forty-five yeah, for but a buck sixty-one. Played. Good for him! Wow, that's a bad one. Yeah, <laughs> twenty-seven, what, fourteen what, Texans. What is the long-term prognosis for Tua Tagovailoa, though? I said to Al, I, I don't know, because Al was all, I can't, I can't root for the Bills. And I'm like, so you're rooting for the Dolphins to pick off the Bills, so right. then you can get Skyler Thompson. You can't root for the yeah, Bills. He's like, I can't. He's like, I just can't get behind on something I don't like about him. What do you not like about Josh Allen? And then of course Demar Hamlin. I kind of, I brought him back around. So we settled on this. He's rooting for a close game, but oh. doesn't doesn't want the Dolphins to win in advance because then they would go to Arrowhead next week. <laughs> exactly. Right? Yeah. That's so Al like. That's just so on brand Al. Like the rest of the country is like, yeah, it would be really nice if the Bills won the Super Bowl. I was like, I can't get behind this team. There's something about him. I just can't. Stand. He's like, yeah, Josh Allen's not doing it for me. Like, what? What's Josh not Allen's it? not doing it for you? No. Then he was. Then he tried to. He goes with this because he has something about. It. He's too good. I'm like, but you love Patrick Mahomes. What's the difference? So who is doing it for you, by the way, Al? Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> okay, of course. Quarterback wise. <laughs> did you watch those two play in the playoffs against each other? I did. Yeah. Okay. How about your boy Joe Burrow? No, nah, he doesn't do it for me either. Oh. <laughs> you didn't what? like his quote after the game on Sunday. But they asked him about whether the window was open for the Bengals right now, and he, the window's open for my whole career. Always open. A lot of confidence. I like it, man. I like Tom Brady still. <laughs> Ryan Lindley 
for the Cardinals yes. in 2015. See, there have been some bad ones. Wow. Yeah, we forget. And that's just in the last 10 years or right. so. So Skylar Thompson is now in that conversation. He's on the list. Yeah, yeah he's definitely on the yeah, list. For sure. Whew. Uh, by the way, you might get Anthony Brown for the Ravens uh, as well. Yeah, this weekend. Yeah. Tyler Huntley. Another, yeah, it's another third-string quarterback. Definitely doesn't seem like he's part of Seven quarterbacks are making their first playoff start. Yeah, let's about, add another about, NFL game to the schedule, guys, <laughs> so we can have fourth-string quarterbacks starting playoff games. How about uh, still, you know, network's paying for it. Hey, uh, the oldest quarterback in the AFC right now in the playoffs is Patrick Holmes at 27. Yeah. Who's never played a road playoff game other than a Super Bowl, by the way, which True. is a neutral site game. Yeah. That's we have to impressive. play another neutral site game That's in right. the AFC Championship. Game. That's very possible. All right, let's get to the game of the night on the hardwood, shall we? And that was out in Riverside, California. Yep, that's right. Late last night as Cal Baptist blew a six-point lead late in the final 248. Lost to Utah Valley, 71-67. So the 11-game heater for your boy Eddie B., the picks jockey, has unfortunately come to an end. Yeah, and they were up three with 20 seconds like to go. Six, but 248. Three right, with how many seconds? 20 seconds. Look right here. Look yeah. at this. Up to 20 seconds to go. Watch this three-pointer here. Look at this. Deep. Step Who is back. that kid? Oh, my God. Who is that kid? Bang. A lot of folks. A lot of people at the game. Yeah. The crowd. Man, who was that kid from Utah Valley State hitting that shot? Oh, man. Get him in the transfer portal. Yeah, it really was a shame. He did say he wasn't as confident. He did. He did seem like he was on the right side of it for a majority of the night. I looked at his mentions because I was curious to see what people were saying. And everybody's still on him and positive and wants to get his next pick. Well, so one loss out of you know eleven and yeah. one, still pretty good. Exactly. So and the game went off as a pick. I mean, they lost by four. It was close. And he influenced the line, by the way. I know. One, of, of one and a half was his number. Yeah. So yeah. it's a it's really amazing what's going on. So people still want Eddie the picks jockey, and his follower count is now over five thousand. So we'll continue to ride with him for a little bit and see how he goes. And he's also very entertaining. So you can't win them all. And he did say wasn't as confident in this one. And he did pick Rutgers over Purdue yes. a little while ago, too. And that's, Eight and a half. All that stuff is on his Twitter account. It checks out. So he really was on that 11-game heater. So we'll keep it going with him. Speaking of Rutgers, can I give you Jerry from last sure, night? Sure, a good road win for the Scarlet Knights. Down one late. Down to 20 seconds. Okay, he gets a screen from Lamori. Finds Spencer wide open for three in the lead. Good! And Rutgers back in front, 63-62. Six three tonight for Cam Spencer. 12 seconds to go. Bowie right side. Lost the ball. Kicked around. Bodies flying for it. We're going to get a jump ball. And Rutgers will get it with the arrow. With 6.9 to go. Spencer, Mr. Big Shot Maker. Big Shot Taker. Who's this guy that he's doing it with now? Austin something. He was the guy who stepped all over him during that oh, one call. He was dying to get that little Austin Johnson in there. I think it's Austin Johnson is all the right. guy. Well, that was another big three there for uh, Spencer. He finished six of seven from three, and Rutgers finished off a 65-62 road win over the Wildcats to improve to 12-5. and five. As for the Knicks, they got R.J. Barrett back at home against the Pacers. He was busy, but once again, it was Jalen Brunson leading the way as he finished with 34 points. Barrett had 27. Julius Ramble, uh, Randall, rather, a double-double, and the Knicks won it 119-113. Brunson, however, afterwards not satisfied a little too close for comfort. I can't turn the ball over. I guess we gotta keep our foot on the gas. We gotta stay uh, aggressive. Uh, still by playing smart, but being aggressive and um, 
a lot of things I could have done a lot better to make sure we won that a little more comfortably. He said, I can't turn the ball over. He had one turnover. In the <laughs> yeah, no. He's, Taking uh, responsibility. Yeah. He's I a mean, leader. He's amazing, man. His his last five games, he's he's averaging like 33 points, and he's Killing controlling it. the team. And, you know, the other thing, too, is this Quentin Grimes kid. Yeah. It's really, this players. is the point where, like, you know, you got young kids, you're developing them. And that's what you want. You want to see that. I mean, I just, I don't know how far they're going to go, but you know what? They come back after a tough loss to Milwaukee and beat an Indiana team that they should have beaten. Yeah, four and a half point favorite. Got it done. They were blowing them out. Got a little dicey in the fourth quarter, but uh, were able to make the plays. Did Burton and Zerbiak get in a fight? No, I didn't that's see that. Now. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medela. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Funny that that was the rejoin that we just heard. The Odell Beckham Jr. one-handed catch. An old Giants highlight that everybody remembers because there's the body cam video of Odell Beckham Jr. refusing to get off that plane a few weeks back. And you don't have, of course, the initial interaction between the flight attendants and Odell Beckham Jr. because the flight attendants don't wear body cams. It all picks up from when the cops have to come on the plane, and that's where you start to see things. And basically, he's just not cooperating. He's on his phone. He's looking down at his phone, does not want to put his seatbelt on, refuses to put his seatbelt on, has the hood up. And they say, all right, if you're not going to put your seatbelt on, you have to leave the plane. And then he still refuses to leave the plane. And then they say, okay, if you're not going to leave the plane, then we have to deplane everybody. So he goes, okay, that's fine. So then everybody has to pack up, get all of their bags from the little cubbies and everything else and get off the plane. And then someone says something to him about either, you know, saying that this is ridiculous, I have to be somewhere or something along the lines of that they needed this plane to leave on time. And he yells at that passenger. He goes, that bleep don't mean nothing to me. And then they get everybody off the plane. So it's not, does not look good for Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, this body cam footage. And clearly something happened prior to that that we don't see for them to go and get the police officers to come to get him off the plane. Yeah, well, I, you know, there's no way the flight attendants want to get involved with passengers. There's no way the, air, uh, the, the pilot wants to get involved with passengers. 
And certainly, like, when you call in the police to come onto the plane to take somebody off the plane, it's the last thing they want to do, too. Right, exactly. It's, it's like, the, he's not a victim. He's not a target. He, he's not a victim. No, 100% no. He basically created a, a firestorm of... Of a situation that ended up impacting however many other people were on that plane. And, you know, if you were on that plane or I were on that plane and this happened, we'd be pissed. Of course. Of course we would. Yeah, especially because this is a guy who thinks he's above everything else. I mean, and this is the question I would have for Odell Beckham Jr. or anybody that is defending him. If Odell Beckham Jr. is just sitting there with his hood up, puts his seatbelt on when they ask him to, what happens then? Nothing. They take off. And that's the end of it. Exactly. So you're telling me that he was they targeted him or this is so unfair. But or, who thinks they targeted him? Well, all the people that were supporting him when this thing happened. You heard all that side of things. You know, like and then he he said it too. You know, this is comedy hour, this never happened to me. I've never seen this. You know, I mean he he was he was saying the same stuff. Yeah, well I I just again I find it really hard to believe that, you know, most flight attendants, I would think, would know who he is. And would actually engage him and talk to him, and it'd be great to have him on the plane. Oh, that, of course. That's why I know that's what happens, like with me. If somebody recognizes me or something like that, and they're working the, the galley or whatever, they're really nice, and they go out of their way. And I don't know. It's just it's always a pleasant situation. Yeah. Uh, Seal is going to have some of this audio for you. Hopefully it's clean. The audio that I saw is not the cleanest, but he'll have some of that uh, coming up a little bit later. But yeah, I mean, this I is. Know, what if I've been on? A, I don't know how many flights I've been on in the last 30 years. I mean, probably. <laughs> a thousand? More than that. It's got to be more than that. Uh, in the last about, 30 I, years? I don't know about a thousand. Well, you, you say, if you said I was on 15 flights a year. Okay. <clears throat> What's that then? I don't know. I can't do math in my head. I have no it's probably, you know, It's probably you know, like 500 flights. It's 15 flights a year and 30. Four, 30. It's 450. Yeah, there you go. Okay. All right. So maybe you're right. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, a, I, I, and I've never, ever, once, ever had an issue with any flight attendant, any pilot, ever. No, of course not. The only time, like, I've had pilots come out and say, hey, I'm a huge Cincinnati fan or whatever. I remember you back in the day, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I've never had an issue with anybody. Right. And 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 this went from, hey, sir, put your seatbelt on, to cops being on the plane and people deplaning. And you're right about it. Nobody wants to do this. The flight attendants don't want to talk to him about it. The cops don't want to have to get on the plane. The captain doesn't want to deal with this crap. Nobody wants to deal with it. Now, I've been on a plane where, you know, they do the whole thing where they make the announcement. You know, turn your phones off, this, that, the other thing. Here are your safety regulations and all that other stuff. And I have been on my phone. Yeah. After that announcement. Mm -hmm. And I've been asked to, you know, Mr. Sison, can you please put your phone down and, you know, as we get ready to take off. Yeah. And I've I've turned it off. Right. Airplane mode. That's it. Whatever. Yes. So I've had those issues, but never to the point where, you know, we're going back to the gate to get everybody else off the freaking plane because you're acting like an ass. Right. No, 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 I'm right. sorry. This never happened. Right, but it's the airline's fault. It's not Odell Beckham Jr.'s fault. Uh, right? It's always, you know, like this, this whole, like, victim thing and everything. you got to be kidding me. All right. God. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.